0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Papermate Pens present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Huddle. We'll join Fibber and Volley in just a moment. Most of us have been called away from home and loved ones at one time or another. And we know from the experience that there's nothing quite as important during those days of separation as mail. A good old letter from home. Any man or woman in the armed forces will tell you the only call that takes precedence over mess is mail call. And when a letter is more important to a hungry GI than food, you know it means something. The truce in Korea doesn't mean we should stop writing letters to our men and women in service, whether in U.S. camps or overseas. Mail from home is just as important now as it ever was. Yes, in some respects, it's even more important. The action, the strain, the anxieties of war can keep a soldier's mind occupied. But when the letdown comes, the time to relax, that's when morale needs a shot in the arm. Be sure, too, to mail your soldiers Christmas packages early. That way you'll be sure he'll receive it in time to make his Christmas away from home a little more cheerful. Well, November 30th, 1953 has finally arrived. And Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista is wild with joy. This is the moment he's been waiting for... For seven long years.
2: Yippee! I made it, Molly. I finally made it, kiddo. Wahoo! The day has finally come and I'm still here, alive and healthy. Yippee!
3: McGee, stop that dancing around before you knock something down. <sighs> me, for instance. What's all excitement about?
2: What's it about? You mean to tell me you don't know what day this is?
3: Well, aside from Monday, November 30th, I haven't to faint all it. Kiddo,
2: this is my day of liberation. Today I'm free. From what? From bad luck. Don't you remember what happened on that fatal day on November 30th, 1946? That's the day I busted the mirror. Boy, oh boy, my seven years' bad luck are over. This calls for a drink. We got any root beer? I says, we got any root beer? Molly, what are you looking at me like that for? I never drink a whole bottle. <laughs>
3: I wasn't worried about that, dearie. I...
2: Well, I was going to ask you to do something for me, but now Don't I... Don't you worry, I'll do it. Ask me. Just ask me anything. You've been through this seven years with me all the way. And you've been a good kid, too. Anything you want me to do, ask me to do it and I'll do it. Ask me. Well, I... Come on, don't be timid, Tootsie. What do you want me to do?
3: You won't like it.
2: I'll love it. From here on in, I'm afraid of nothing. (laughs) Why? A guy that he's just been through seven years' bad luck where every minute anything could happen to the guy if he wasn't careful, which I was all the time, and come out of it with nothing worse than a few busted bones now and then and a couple of cases of pneumonia by watching himself every minute like i done. What can I lose now? (laughs) What do you want me to do?
3: Take the hall mirror downtown and have it resilvered.
2: Take the the hall mirror downtown? Yep. Oh, Molly, today of all days...
3: Now, don't be superstitious. Sensible people don't believe in that seven years' bad luck business. There's nothing to it.
2: Oh, they don't, isn't there? Well, i just been through it, Tootsie. Don't forget it. It was horrible. Doggone it. Why does it have to be done today, Molly? Why does that mirror have to be reslivered?
3: Silvered? Yeah. Yeah. Today. Why? Because I'm sick and tired of looking at it. And if I don't get that thing attended to today, I'll be so upset I won't be able to cook you a meal for a month. Where is it? Wrapped up in brown paper on the hall table. I was going to ask you to take the coffee tray, too, and have new handles put on it, but as long as it frightens you so much just to carry them near, why...
2: Hold it. Maybe this is a reprieve. A break. Maybe it's the cops come to take me away. Maybe it's...
3: Come in. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer.
2: Hi. Hey, look, Oldtimer, how would you like to make a buck?
4: Sitting down, Johnny, with my feet on a desk. <laughs> I'm getting a little tired of that grocery boy job of mine. Too much walking.
2: Look, I got a deal for you, boy. You take this package here down to the Alice in Wonderland looking glass shop, and you've made yourself a buck, boy. Two bucks.
4: What's in it? A mirror. We want to have it re-silvered. Hey, you got the wrong man, not me. Liable to bust it. Get seven years bad luck that way. Yeah, but you... I don't fool with mirrors, son. Since what happened to Papa...
3: Well, I know I shouldn't ask, but I guess I'm just impulsive. What happened
4: to Papa? When i teach one night in a swanky restaurant, daughter, spill the salt. Naturally, he picked up a handful of it and throwed it over your shoulder. Hit the head waiter in the eye. Head waiter throwed Papa over your shoulder into a plate glass mirror and busted it into a jillion pieces. <laughs> and the next day, kids, down in Manila Harbor... They blowed up the battleship main. Oh,
2: what's the connection between that and the busted mirror?
4: I don't know, Johnny, but it sure makes you think, don't it? <laughs> Good luck with the mirror, son. If I don't ever see you again, it's been nice. So long. Uh...
2: You see, Molly, even the old timer admits that it's dangerous to carry it. Here's down. your hat. Grab the mirror. Come on, dearie, let's go.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: Papermate pens are leak-proof, give a Papermate pen. Papermate pens are smear-proof, give a Papermate pen. Santas who rate give Papermate...
3: See, what are you doing, practicing Christmas carols?
2: Mm, Well, sort of, Molly. I was singing the Papermate song because that's what I'm giving everyone for Christmas this year.
3: Papermate songs?
2: No, Papermate pens.
3: Sometimes, Molly. <laughs> like... I was just teasing, dearie. Well, not you, Liz? Papermate pens make a fine gift for everyone.
2: That's when you give a Papermate, you're giving the pen that bankers and school principals approve. The pen that's guaranteed not to leak, smear, or transfer.
3: That's a good point, McGee. That
2: reminds me, the Papermate point pops out and retracts at the push of a button. Point's always clean and never needs wiping.
3: I was going to say too that every Papermate pen comes in a free
2: gift box. Yep, a free gift box, and the price is still only a buck sixty-nine. So folks, give a gift you know is right. This year, give a Papermate pen. You can buy them everywhere in seven different color stylings. Careful, Molly, don't walk too close to me. He might nudge me and make me drop this mirror.
3: Don't be such a pretty cat. I never realized what a superstitious man you were, McGee. I'm
2: not superstitious, I'm just careful. A guy that's had as many hard knocks as I've had don't want to get any with a mirror in his hands because... Well, hello there, Molly. Hiya, leadhead. Hello,
3: doctor. Don't get
2: too close to me, fatso. I got a mirror here and I don't want to drop it. Well, I don't know why a mirror should be so precious to you, my boy. I've seen better looking faces than yours peeking in my window Halloween.
3: Well, it isn't that he's vain, Doctor. He's just afraid he'll break it and have seven years bad
2: luck. Yeah, I busted a mirror seven years ago today, Doc, and I don't want to go through that all that again. Come on, Molly, let's get this thing to the mirror shop. I guess we'd better, Doctor. Be careful with a little fumble foot, Molly. Watch out for the manhole, McGee. Oh my gosh, where, Doctor? Well, what manhole? Right in front of you, the one with the cover on it. Oh, <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> that scare you, jumpy? <laughs> so long, Molly. <laughs> You snicker. Big fat clown. You almost made me drop this mirror, Molly. I ought to go No, draft... no, I'll take
3: it easy. Come on, hurry. Here's our chance to get across the street. No traffic. Hurry up, walk faster. The light will change on us. I'm we... not
2: hurrying for anybody today, Molly. I wouldn't run if the tail of my shirt was on fire. Because... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come
3: on, McGee. What's the matter?
2: My foot. I got my foot caught in the car tracks. Oh, Oh, dear. Uh...
3: Foot, Wiggle your foot, your
2: foot. I am wiggling my foot. I'm wiggling it so hard my hat's falling off. Oh, my gosh. Ah, drive around us, you big
3: lugans. Can't you see the man stuck? Why would
2: you take your shoe off, McGee? I can't. I'm so afraid I'd trip over my shoelaces that I tied them in hard knots. Oh, my oh, this is murder. Is there a streetcar coming?
3: No, nothing but trucks, cars, moving vans, motorcycles, and little things like that. Is your
2: foot coming loose? I can't tell. It's going to sleep. Oh, this is Hello, Mr. McGee. Hello, Mrs. E. Oh, Miffle. Mr. Wimple, it's nice to
0: see
2: you. I got my foot caught in the car tracks, Wimp. I got a mirror here, and if I get it busted, it'll be seven more years. I'll take charge here, Mrs. McGee. The first thing to do is keep calm,
0: Mr. McGee. I'll get you loose. Yeah,
2: well, hurry up. Do something, somebody. Is a streetcar coming?
0: No, no, there's... This happened to me one time, and Sweetie Face got me loose, Mrs. McGee. And this is how she did it. Yeah? Oh, you'd better hold the mirror. Uh, that's it, Mrs. McGee. What are you going to do, Wimp? Kindly remain calm, please. I'll need three simple props, Mrs. McGee. A five-cent piece, a pin, and a pocket handkerchief. Here, now let me see.
3: Here's a nickel. And here's a pen. Well, hurry up, will you? Get me loose. I have a handkerchief,
0: Mrs. McGee. Now, uh, Mr. McGee, take this handkerchief in your left hand.
2: Oh, my gosh. What are you trying to do, Winnie? Eh? you? Do
3: what he says, McGee. He'll get you loose,
0: I hope. And hold this nickel at arm's length in your right hand.
2: Yeah.
0: Way out. Arm's length, that's it. Now, hold the kerchief over one eye, and with the other eye, see if you can read the date on that nickel. Read the date? Study it good, because while you're concentrating on that, I take this little pin and go... (laughs) (laughs) Wow!
3: Heavenly (laughs) day! What a broad
2: jump! Oh, that... Hey, my gosh, you got me loose, Wimp. Oh, gee, thanks, boy. Thanks a lot. Oh, it
0: was nothing, really. All it needed was a quick jerk on that foot. Yeah,
2: I guess I must be the quickest. I mean, I gave the quickest jerk you ever saw. Well, come on, Molly. Well, thanks, Wimp. We'll see you at home. Now, relax, dear. Here's the shop right here. Boy, we made it. We made it. Open the door, will you? So I can get in there and get rid of this seven year hoodoo. Whew. My
3: goodness, look at the mirrors.
2: Yeah, boy, I'd hate to work in a joint like this. I'd be so scared. Well, what to...
3: can I do for you? Uh,
2: here's a mirror needs fixing, sis. Want to have it re silvered? Re silvered? Yeah. Now, take it, will you, sis? Mm hmm. Ah. Uh, huh. I'm sure glad to get that thing off my hands.
3: When can we get it back, Miss? Well, you wait until I have a look at it. We'll see what shape it's in.
2: It's a shape, sis. About this long and that wide. You... I mean, what condition, sir? Oh. Mm-hmm. You,
3: you
0: want this, resilvered? Silver? Haven't you made a mistake?
3: Mistake? No, I don't... Oh, McGee, this isn't the mirror. This is the coffee tray. What? You picked up the wrong package off the hall table.
2: You... You mean I risked my life, worried myself into? You mean I could have dropped that thing without? Oh my gosh! Ha. Oh, let me lean against something. Uh, no, 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 Don't lean against that.
3: Oh.
2: oh, how many did I break? Eight. Eight mirrors. Seven times eight is sixty five. Sixty five years of bad luck.
3: <laughs> I fail to see
0: anything funny.
2: Sir. <laughs> What's so funny, McGee? <laughs> sixty five years of bad luck. Why, that's impossible. I won't even live that long. <laughs>
1: River and Molly will be right back. Your radio dial is the key to a veritable mecca of entertainment when you set it here to your NBC station. Tuesday night, for example, you'll hear the tops in mystery and excitement as NBC presents three top-flight adventure shows. There's Dragnet, the true stories of your police force in action. Rocky Fortune, starring Frank Sinatra. And Barry Craig, confidential investigator with William Gargan in the title role. You'll hear the best and true-life police stories when you tune to Dragnet, starring Jack Webb in the role of Sergeant Joe Friday. Dragnet takes you step-by-step step on the side of the law in the reenactment of an actual police case. From crime to punishment, Dragnet is true. From beginning to end, Dragnet is exciting listening. Here at Tuesday nights on most NBC stations. Then listen as Frank Sinatra portrays the footloose and fancy-free Rocky Fortune, an adventurous young man always in the midst of an intriguing situation. Tuesday is terrific on the NBC Radio Network.
3: Oh, I tell you, McGee, when I saw those mirrors fall and thought of you having to pay for all that damage, I just about fainted. Yeah,
2: me too. Lucky thing they had insurance to cover it. Certainly is. Yep. Yeah. As the fireman said when he looked at the little bitty iron ladder, sure a mighty narrow escape. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. My gosh, Molly, don't you get it? Fire escape, narrow escape, it's ain't
3: funny, McGee.
2: That's what the woman in the shop said. <laughs> Good
3: night. <laughs> Good night,
1: all. NBC and Papermate Pens have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program. Transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the old timer and Wallace Whipple, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Marion Richmond as the unlucky shopkeeper. This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee, and Molly. Tonight, it's music on the NBC radio network.